Waiver Wired is presented for the people by Caesars Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it. It must be 21 or older. Week nine of the fantasy football season is here, and I feel like this episode is going to be mostly about the quarterback, the state of the quarterback, uh, and also how disappointed we are with the trade deadline. Uh, Eddie, you and I were just speaking off the air, and I feel like every year we get ourselves revved up. Oh, this trade is going to happen. It's going to be awesome. And then um, it's dud. I feel like this is a bit of a dud as well. And there were plenty of pieces that should have been moved, could have been moved, but really pretty much nobody's going anywhere except like Joshua Dobbs, which was, was, was necessity, really. Yep. You know, Jen, a few years back, the NFL was making like zero trades, whether that's at the deadline, preseason, offseason, whatever it is. So I, I guess in a way, I'm happy that there were some trades made. If you were into defense, uh, d- defensive fantasy stats, like probably a good day for you seeing Montez Sweat and Chase Young get traded. And obviously my giant trade, Leonard Cat Williams, but yeah, you know, this show's about offense. Not a lot of offense moving. Got to give credit to the Vikings, who uh, well, that's the big story. We'll get into Kirk Cousins injury, but they did something about it. I love that. Donovan Peoples-Jones going to the Detroit Lions. I still don't understand what the Lions do on offense with their personnel, but that's fine. But yeah, then the moves that we talked about last week, you know, in our uh, our breakout we had with the the teams we want to see make these moves to help us in the fantasy world, the Derrick Henrys, the Saquon Barkleys, the pair of receivers in Denver, none of those happened. So a little bit shocked there, but, uh, you know, all in all, still happy to see a few moves. It'll make t- today's episode quite interesting. It should. It should. Um, one of the obviously biggest pieces of news is that Kirk Cousins is out for the season with a torn Achilles. So probably a lot of you at home are panicking. I know I am. I have a league where I lost Justin Jefferson and I had TJ Hawkinson in that league as well. So I was already pretty exposed to the Vikings. Then I went and grabbed KJ Osborne because there was very little on the wire once Jefferson went out. And now I'm wondering, am I going to get that kind of production from Joshua Dobbs? Now, I will say the whole thing, I was so obvious that Joshua Dobbs is getting traded yesterday when Michael Gannon was like, oh, no, he's definitely a starter. And the next day he's like, oh, he's not the starter anymore because I watched the tape. Yeah. 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 Okay, dude. Yeah. What else? I, that, that's, this is a weird, th- this move to me, um, I'll start with the Cardinals side of it. It's interesting because it kind of indicates that I guess Kyler is near ready. Um, That's definitely what it means. It also probably means that they're not looking to tank. Everyone thought like preseason, they're going to tank. They're going to take a rookie quarterback. I guess this means they're keeping Kyler. So we can kind of say that Kyler will be their long-term quarterback uh, going forward. So that's going to be interesting to see how he, he is, you know, when he comes, you know, we talked a lot about Kyler at length last episode too, to see how, you know, how he looks, is there any rust um, with there, but in the flip side, Side, seeing the Vikings be proactive, make a mood. They clearly have a chance as a wild card. I mean, only really the lines ahead of them here. So it's one of those things where I want to see, uh, you know, are they going to be as explosive offensively without Kirk Cousins? No, but Kevin O'Connell has a pass for his offense. There's, you know, Hawks there, Addison's there. We've talked about a lot lately too. They have the, you know, the duo running back with Cam Akers and Madison. I think Josh, uh, Josh Dobbs is definitely like, okay, I think I have better pieces around me. And if you look at his stats, I mean, he has a bunch of games over two touchdown passes. He has a bunch of games over 200 passing yards. He's all, you know, higher completion percentage in a lot of those games too. So he's been a nice surprise 
uh, for this season. So instead of the the Vikings just suffering on offense, all of us that have these players on our fantasy team suffering, we now have a competent quarterback. And I, I guess maybe a little bit more than competent. So I'm very pleased as somebody who loves Jordan Addison has him. who has been great for my team. Won me a bunch of games. Having a quarterback who's kind of got out of that really messy scenario in Arizona, a little bit better than expected, uh, going to a team with uh, actual playoff chances uh, to fix a devastating injury. The second really major um, Achilles injury to a quarterback we've seen this year. Uh, I'm pretty happy that this move was made. So I, I am kind of relieved. So to clear things up for those listening, in case you're just kind of tuning in for this week, um, it is probably Clayton Toon that's actually starting this weekend, though there right. is some possibility it could still be Kyler. And it is probably Jaron Hall mm-hmm. who's starting for the Vikings this weekend as well. Um, but ultimately, we do expect this to be Kyler Murray and Joshua Dobbs, respectively. So breaking down what that means for each team, I think I'm excited about for waiver wire pickups, potentially going out and targeting Michael Wilson, who we've mentioned before. But now that we know that we're probably getting Kyler back, because before we're like, oh, are they trading him? Or are they really going to use? It seems like they're really going for Kyler. So I like the idea of getting Michael Wilson now, if you can, as, as a receiver that could help you as a wide receiver three with the potential to be more because he is, you know, running those outside routes in Arizona. I think it's good for Marquise Brown. We already know that Kyler and and Hollywood have a connection. So if you have him, good job. Um, I'm also very interested in Trey McBride, who was very targeted by Joshua Dobbs. I think he'll still be involved in this offense with Kyler, especially if he's coming back a little, you know, gradually, he might check down a little bit more. So Arizona seems like in pretty good spot for me. And Amari DiMarcato seems to be like the guy, like they gave him the bell cow touches last week. So that's the Arizona side of this. Now let's go to the Minnesota Vikings side of this. I was really hoping I have to tell you, Eddie, I wanted the Jameis Winston. I wanted it to be Jameis Winston. I wanted it to be Jameis Winston so bad because Jameis Winston is the epitome of a quarterback that is terrible for your real life team, but so, so good for your fantasy team. And I was just seeing these like Chris Godwin and Mike Evans numbers for Mm -hmm. Jordan Addison and, you know, potentially Justin Jefferson. Hopefully he comes back. That's another question mark though. I do sort of wonder like of the next few weeks, if you may end up kind of just losing out on, if it turns out it doesn't work out for the quarterback situation, if they start losing, if we also maybe don't get Justin Jefferson. So that's a concern, but I do feel better now that they have Joshua Dobbs or they at least have options. Maybe Jaron Hall will be awesome, but more likely we're going to get Joshua Dobbs because they are in competition right now. And he's a competent quarterback. And I think what this kind of does is take like 15% off the top of what I would have expected. Right. Like I still expect Jordan Addison to be good. Yeah. I still think TJ Hawkinson is going to be very startable. I mean, look just last week, I trying to make right. Right. Joshua Dobbs will probably TJ Hawkinson will probably still be fine, but you just exactly as you said, Andy, you're not going to get that crazy upside that you could have gotten from Kirk Cousins. We think, um, and Joshua Dobbs, for those of you in deeper leagues or super flex leagues, he becomes someone that, you know, it's funny because as soon as they announced Joshua Dobbs wasn't starting, I got a message in one of my dynasty leagues. It's like, well, I guess I lost out on jobs. I need to trade for a quarterback. And I thought to myself, not so fast, buddy. I mm-hmm. think I think you've still got a quarterback. Don't, but maybe I should take advantage of your desperation. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I'm like I said before, I'm relieved when this trade was made. Our, our uh, mutual pal, great pal, Michael Fabiano, wrote, wrote his article saying how this is actually a, is great news for the Vikings and for people who have Vikings uh, players in their fantasy team. So, like, Kirk Cousins was leading the NFL in passing attempts. I believe he had 311 uh, before he got injured. Joshua Dobbs is only 50 behind him, and he's ahead of guys like Burrow and Herbert. So it's like... He has been throwing the football and the your comp to say that, you know, uh, Jameis Winston, he would have been a phenomenal fit. Like he, he's a guy that loves he's a gunslinger. He loves to chuck the ball. He can throw the ball 35 times, you know, a game and no problem whatsoever. I don't think we're going to see them. They're going to have the reins on Dobbs a little bit, especially to ease into this offense. Obviously, that's why the rookie is starting um, this week for them. By the way, I think that's the gonna we're going to break the record this year. I think it's either eight or nine rookies now is the rook, uh, most amount of starts um, in an NFL season. So that's pretty uh, for different teams. So that's, that's pretty crazy there, but I, I definitely think that that Winston would have been a great fit, but I, I'm pretty excited that look Dobbs could definitely get the football to the pass catch of the Vikings. And I think their run game should only get better. Obviously as Cam Akers gets more comfortable there. I know they haven't really been scoring on the ground. I know Madison doesn't have a touch on the ground yet, but I think that'll change. So this is not panic mode. This is actually like they did the best they could mm-hmm. with the terrible circumstances. So uh, I was going to come into the show before this trade going like, man, this really stinks. I had high hopes for Addison. He's like, I mean, he really won me a game like 30 plus points. But you making this move, it's it just it's great for all parties involved. Obviously, the Cars want to move on I mean, to their guy. And now, you know, the, the Vikings, their season is saved. So this is good. Hollywood Brown was startable with Joshua Dobbs at oh, quarterback. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I think we're OK. And the tight ends are startable with Dobbs at quarterback. So I think we're OK. I just said, like, I think I would take like 15 percent off the top of your expectations. But that's a whole lot better than losing your guy altogether, which seems to be what's happening with like Devontae Adams. But I just I'm so angry I'm so angry he wasn't traded I know they said he wasn't I understand it's more complicated that than that but what a waste yeah what an incredible incredible waste that whole team is actually look what they're also I took the under on Josh Jacobs last night Woo! yay cashed it I'd rather you just be good Josh Jacobs again but I guess that's impossible with this stupid offensive system don't get me started the his like four game stretch is obviously like the worst in his career. He's a guy too. That's like, I've never really, it's like, we haven't even, I think uh, Mark and Martin were joking about this on lemon pepper parlay that like, we've never even heard him really speak Devante until like really this season, he's getting more animated now. And this is a guy that like was pretty even killed. He chose to come to the Raiders to play with his pal, Derek Carr. They moved on from Derek Carr. They have the new coaching staff there. It's clearly not working out. I don't get what you what what the Raiders like. What is the the pauses of keeping this guy there? Um, you know, so I, I don't blame him for wanting to go there play with his friend. They should have moved him. And I don't get why the Raiders came out and said we're definitely not trading him. The Broncos came out and said they're not trading their receivers. The Titans came out and said they're not trading Derrick Henry. What well, the Broncos have the... now won two in a row, Eddie? Come on. Uh, that, yeah, that's true. They are they have turned things around. That a shocking win over KC. I just don't understand what these teams benefit from from announcing you're not going to trade these star players. And it, it stinks for I'm a person that has uh, Devontae Adams on a team, and I'm sure a ton of people do. He's going in the first round. It's like it, it stinks that he's like... in this black hole, so to speak. I feel like they announce it because they're afraid of getting like consistently bullied by the fans. Like they're like, I can't take these DMs anymore. We're not going to trade him. Okay, guys. That's the only thing I can think. I mean, Jen, you saw, we all saw it. Like he should have had two very long, I mean, a 90 plus yard and like a 60 yard touchdown. Wide open. Don't get me started. Jimmy G missed. It's just bad. I mean, he's the guy that we thought we could trust. I lost a matchup because of that. Yeah. I won a matchup despite, despite of that. And what's so frustrating is when you see the incredible talent and, and 
it's all okay. I'm just going to breathe it out because I have so much more positive things to say about my team, the Dallas Cowboys. Let's just talk. Let's go to a positive note for a moment. Um, is Dak back? That's the question. Toby asked me that yesterday on yeah, Trend Date, which yeah. by the way, guys, I'm on Trendy this week. So please tune in. If you haven't listened to Trendy yet, it's a super fun show. Really quick listen, about a half hour, maybe less. We pick our favorite bets mm-hmm. for the week. We track them. We are competing to see who wins this week. And um, so far it's going okay. My bets are going okay. I, um, I'll just spoil it for you guys. Mondays, I nailed all my football bets including the one that I chose not to do, which paid three to one. And I lost my baseball bet. So I think I've lost my baseball cred. Well, a l- l- couple matchups to go in Trinity. Uh, j- obviously to say team wayward. I hope you have, you join myself and Martin and Dave as the only EP folks to, uh, to be Toby. So uh, no offense to you, Toby, but I always got to cheer team wayward. So you, you got, you got a big episode, big matchup coming tomorrow, but yeah, you're right. Great show. Fun show. What an awesome format, quick, easy listen. So it's just, and we're involving all sports and you, you can't beat it. So great job there by Toby. Yeah. So back to the Dallas Cowboys, he asked me his deck back. And I said, um, I think he has to be because the state of the quarterback position is such that, I mean, look at this week, you don't have Russell Wilson, which whether you like it or not, we talked about this already on the show. He has been a very startable quarterback for fantasy this season. Um, You're without Jared Goff, you're without Brock Purdy and you're without Trevor Lawrence, who's been a disappointment, but you're still starting him. Let's face it. Who have you got left? I mean, Matt Stafford has a bum thumb. He may not start. Kenny Pickett is banged up. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's questionable, basically. Who is even healthy? For once, Dak is four touchdowns on Sunday. And I think I, I talked about this again last week. Uh, what they've, what it looks like they're doing is allowing to Dak, Dak to move a little more, to move in and out of the pocket, to scramble, to use his legs, to just feel like more natural and comfortable and less under pressure. Cause he was already, you know, having a better completion percentage. He was getting, you know, his passes out quicker. All that was working, but I think he still felt like he had to fit a mold. And it seems like they're letting him, they finally like relax. Can we let Dak be Dak? I took the over on his rushing yards prop last week, cashed easily versus the Rams. Um, he, he's, he's just looking better. And the best part about it is CD lamb. We finally got the CD lamb. We drafted. Can we get this for Devonte Adams, please? Two touchdowns. What it was his biggest fantasy day ever. I think he put up like 44 points for me in one of my leagues. So yay. Let's do it. Let's get more Brandon cooks in there. The run game, I just, unfortunately, as I predicted preseason, Tony Pollard was going to disappoint mm-hmm. at his draft position, even though I love him. It's just, he's not that kind of a yeah. runner. Yeah. I mean, I, I've been pro Dak. I'm the biggest Giants fan that's pro Dak. Uh, I've said it a million times in this pod. Uh, I do agree with the Pollard comment. I mean, I think sometimes when you have lightning, you need thunder. Sometimes the, the, right. if you, you lose one, the other one doesn't really, it's not the same. Uh, I think this offense should be clearly a pass first offense. I've always trusted in Dak, uh, Dak with the, the RPOs always works. You have the weapons on the outside and you brought it up. That was exactly the point I was going to make. And it's funny, the parallel to Devonte Adams, like, Teams are better when you're throwing to your best players a lot. Why are the Miami Dolphins good and explosive? They throw to Tyreek Hill a lot. The games that Dallas is either blown out teams or beat really good teams is the are the games that CeeDee Lamb has his best game. And now he I know he hasn't scored a bunch this year, but now he just finally has 12 catches, two touchdowns versus a, a pretty surprisingly good Rams team. I mean, it, it's when you like good things happen when you throw your best player. And I think if he just is consistently looking CeeDee Lamb's way, 
obviously Lamb stats are going to improve, but Dak is going to look better too because he's explosive and he and he scores. So I, I just think that like if we have, it's hard to have patience in this NFL uh, uh, season. It seems like every week there's a new best team, worst team, best quarterback, bad quarterback. It's just crazy. But Dak has always been consistent, and like you're saying, there were a little bit of restrictions on him with this new kind of iteration of the offense, and obviously moving on from Zeke. So things did change. But uh, one thing that's not going to change, Ceedee Lamb is really damn good, and if you get him the ball. You're going to look good. He's going to look good. And that's what he did. And I think by obviously if you have Dak on your roster, uh, you got to be, you got to feel really confident going forward. And like you said, a lot of injuries to quarterbacks, a lot of like people now are like, Oh, should I start Will Levis? I'm mean, like, yeah, all right, whatever. He's a rookie, but it's like Dak is Dak is Dak that, you know, like he's had magnificent seasons before. So I, I think this is a great sign for, for Dak managers. Okay. Everybody we will be right back after this quick break. You know, when the conversation turns stampers, I always go with my number one as Caesars. Let's talk about them a little bit. Shall we tickets to the game, merch meals at iconic restaurants stays at Caesars palace. All this can be yours. When you bet with Caesar Sportsbook. win or lose every bet earns rewards credits, which you can redeem across the empire. Now, if you haven't started yet, register using, this code listen up omaha full the word omaha and the word full and then you place your first bet up to 1250 dollars. if you win great if you keep those winnings but if you lose you'll get your stake back as a bonus bet 21 and over only offer valid and must be physically present in arizona colorado illinois indiana iowa kansas louisiana massachusetts maryland michigan new jersey new york ohio pennsylvania tennessee virginia west virginia and wyoming new users and first ten dollar plus wager only must register with eligible promo code bet amount of qualifying wager returned only if wager is settled as a loss maximum bonus bet 1250 dollars. bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start gambling problem. Arizona call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino. Call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horseshoe, Bossier City, and Harris, New Orleans. Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gambling helpline ma.org michigan call 1-800-270-7117 illinois maryland new jersey tennessee virginia west virginia ohio pennsylvania affiliated with harris philadelphia if you or someone you know has a gambling problem crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or west virginia 1-800-GAMBLER.net new york call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 Well, actually, let's talk about Will Levis. I want to say, first of all, in the past, I've never been a fan of having multiple quarterbacks and carrying multiple quarterbacks on your team. This year, you have to. Mm -hmm. I don't care how good your quarterback is. I don't care if you have Josh Allen, Jared Goff, Kirk Cousins, Aaron Rodgers, obviously are obvious uh, demonstrations of why you need to have a backup this year. And there's just, it's strange. Like if you're digging around and you're trying to pick the right week to stream Sam Howell, good luck. because. It's always like the week after he has a great performance, like, okay, I can finally trust him. And then he stinks it up and then he stinks it up. And you're like, look, I, I'm done. And then he has a great week. So it's really, really frustrating. Gardner Minshew, same kind of thing, like up, down, up, down, up, down. Who are you, who are you patient with? But you have to kind of like be rotating those quarterbacks in and out because you never know when you're going to lose Justin Fields, you're going to lose Joshua Dobbs. Maybe, maybe he right. was your guy. So just, 
I think stockpiling quarterbacks, and of course, Will Levis is the newest QB to enter the conversation. Speaking of throwing to your best receiver, <laughs> at least he gets that. Mm -hmm. D-Hop, hello, I missed you. I'm taking the over on his receiving prop Thursday. We'll talk about this in a few minutes. Do I completely buy into Will Levis? No, I mean, there's always that little bit of beginner's luck. Remember what Mike White? Mike White came oh, out yeah, and we we're like, he's the greatest quarterback of all time. Um, but at least Will Levis gives a little bit more of a threat to also open things up for Derrick Henry, who also ran for over 100 yards versus mm -hmm. Atlanta on Sunday. So I like in general what this is doing for the Titans offense, though it looked like they were sellers trading Bayard. Um, maybe they're still possibly in this. and. If they can have performances from Levis that are, you know, decent. I mean, let's face it. He was the top scoring quarterback on Sunday. Oh, yeah. Single game sample size. But this matchup with Pittsburgh isn't bad. It's not bad. It's actually pretty good for him. And it's suddenly making DeAndre Hopkins shares exciting again. I love D Hop's tweet. They were like, "Oh, this this looks like vintage D Hop," and he wrote like he quote tweeted and he was like, "Current D Hop or whatever." Um, yeah, I mean they've they, obviously they've been going through issues with different quarterbacks, and they you have the Tannehill, and then they you do the uh, Malik Willis experiment. When you go and draft Will Levis after drafting Malik Willis the previous year, it pretty much indicates you don't trust in that guy. And from everything that we've read, and maybe the Titans did a phenomenal job with the smoke screen here, but it seems like they were not really pleased with the offseason that Levis had so for him to come in I know it's a kind of a bum Falcons team but four touchdowns having a quarterback rating over like 130 like a phenomenal game for him getting the ball to your best player opens up the ground game for uh for Derrick Henry there and I'm gonna I'll announce it right here like I'm gonna have to start Will Levis this week because of the Russell Wilson on the bye and I made a trade in a league for Kyler Murray who's not gonna start yet most likely uh the time of this recording so I'm going to have to start Will Levis and, you know, the guy that puts the mayonnaise in his coffee, uh, I'm going to have to trust him here. Um, yeah, it's, I don't, I don't feel great about it, but I, in, in a weird way, if you look that great versus an NFL team, I don't think it's uh, a major fluke because he was, you know, you said Mike White, but Mike White didn't necessarily have the pedigree that Will Levis did coming That's into true. the NFL. Uh, Levis was rumored to be a first round pick. He did play in the SEC. He had some good games. He, you know, he beat Anthony Richardson head to head in the Kentucky Florida game. Um, but it, it's, it is shaky versus the Steelers defense. You always think they're good, but this year kind of shaky plus big injury to make it Fitzpatrick. So not having him roam the secondary is huge. And I definitely think that this is going to be a ground game all the way. And if any if any coach could really get the most of the players, and it has been Mike Vrabel for the last couple of years, he's been phenomenal. So um, I don't if you and anyone else has to start Will Levis out there, um, I don't feel that bad about it. Steelers have allowed an average of 195 receiving yards per game to wideouts this season. And it looked like Will Levis basically just had eyes for DeAndre Hopkins, which mm -hmm. is just fine. So fire him up in your lineups this week. He's also gone over 100 receiving yards in two of his last three. So, you know, it may not only be Will Levis. It may also just be generally the offense is like, oh, we better, you know, get him involved. Maybe they listen more than sure. the Raiders listen. <laughs> It's just possibility? Uh, the Raiders need to listen to this podcast again. You throw to CD Lamb, you throw to DeAndre Hopkins, and look what happens. Your team wins, and everyone looks great on offense. And I don't, I just don't, I don't get it. I think I, I really did think Jimmy G was capable of getting the ball to one of the best receivers of this generation. But uh, I guess I, I did too. I did not. I, I will be really honest. I did not think it would be this bad. 
they're calling for him to be benched. I mean, like the the fact that Should people be. right now were like, oh, the Giants to win this game, like the Giants who average nine points and whatever it is, like okay, but like I get these, he's bad, but this is shockingly bad. What how you, they went the Raiders from uh, having an interim coach bringing to the playoffs to to this Josh McDaniels experiment and having uh, Jimmy G, a Super Bowl quarterback. Um, not being able to get the ball to a, a, an all pro, a, a future hall of fame receiver is just as, as sad as it gets. And obviously it affects all, everyone in the fantasy community because everyone has drafted him. Yeah. Everyone that has drafted him. Where are you leaning in that giants game? Uh, right now I probably am leaning giants because they're probably going to get three points. Uh, yeah. or, and then, you know, Daniel Jones, Daniel day. Jones is back. Yeah. That makes sense. Do now. you think Daniel Jones starts this weekend? Cause that's a really important question because a lot of people need to pick up a quarterback on the wire. I know Tyra Taylor is questionable, uh, but this neck thing is so, I mean, it's, it's scary. Do you think it's going to, yeah. The neck thing isn't great. I know they signed Tommy DeVito, which doesn't matter to their uh, official roster, which probably indicates that Tyrod Taylor is not his injury is bad. So I, 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 it looks like they want to start Daniel Jones. They have been really sensitive with this. The reason why the Giants go in this game is because the Jets defense is good and they knew that Saquon was going to run the ball and he still ran the ball over them. And then the Giants defense reversely, the last few weeks has been surprisingly effective. And there's no better feeling than when you have a bad quarterback coming into a team like that has a, a hot defense. So Kayvon Thibodeau is now like top three or four in the league in sacks. So I, I think that they'll have a, whoever's playing quarterback for the Raiders will have a tough day. Um, so I feel a bit better about the Giants because of that. So I think if you can get the Giants and the points, I'd probably take it. All right, let's talk about another injury, Matt Stafford, and what that means for his uh, fantasy weapon. So we still don't know if he's starting this weekend. Um, it'll be Brett Repian. If not, it's nothing to get that excited about. I think the issue will be how he grips the football. We just saw Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua completely shut down mm -hmm. by Dallas. Um, the matchup is not great with the Packers. But can you ever sit Cooper Cup? No, that's the thing no. that stinks about this. You can't, you wasted so much, yeah. not wasted, but you used such high draft capital on him that, you know, it, obviously he's not going to come anywhere near his usual stats without Stafford. That makes a huge difference. That's a dr huge drop off from starting quarterback to backup quarterback. Uh, a thumb injury, obviously for a quarterback is one of the worst injuries you can get. The Stafford still might start. I mean, he we're not play. saying he's not starting. He still yeah. might. He is a tough, just like Kenny Pickett. They are both tough. Yeah, those two that's very guys. true. That's very, very true. Play through pain. If he plays, I mean, you're starting him regardless. If he plays, you feel good about it. I mean, I to me, the more interesting one is Puka. If Stafford is out, what about Puka? Because again, you're not you didn't spend a high draft pick on Puka. You sign like, but it's one of those things where you obviously just want to. He's been consistently one of the best receivers in the in, in the league this year. But then you feel kind of. Uh, I don't know. I just if Ripon's starting, then you just it's the ball is probably not going to get to on the consistent rate that you would normally expect in every other week. That's the issue. Now, speaking of the difference between an injured quarterback and a healthy quarterback, it was so good to see the Bengals with Joe Burrow. It was just it, such a relief again. for those of you who have Jamar Chase, and I think it gave hope to those of you who have T. Higgins, who unfortunately did not get traded to the Lions. <laughs> Donovan Peoples Jones did. So have that on your radar, guys. I the, I wish I mean well I can't poo poo him that much anymore because Jameer Gibbs has looked good the last few weeks they kind of figured that out I all really took good. was 
David Montgomery to, to leave the game. And now they're like, oh, that's why we drafted him in the first round. Uh, but I guess like this Jamison Williams thing, obviously the, the, the organization is probably not thrilled with them because of the gambling stuff. And then him coming in here and dropping a lot of passes and then bringing in a quality player like Donovan Peoples-Jones, who I believe is from Michigan. It makes a lot of sense. It's a good depth thing. Um, yep. I'm, I'm not sure if it hurts Amon Ross St. Brown or, or Laporta, yeah. but everyone else it probably hurts. I don't think it does because I think Jones will be their deep threat and yeah. I'm on his plays most, mainly out of the slot. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think they'll be fine. It's just depth. Um, I do wonder if David Montgomery, do you think David Montgomery's lost his job? I, 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 I mean, I came in the season thing. It was just a matter of time. I thought like, all right, you put Montgomery in, he'll play, you know, wrong. the first couple of games. Awesome. He's just been have- injured. Yeah, but it's again, it's just one of those things where it just does not make any sense when you it's, you know, us playing fantasy, everyone listening to us playing fantasy. When you see teams go and take a running back in the first round, like the Falcons and like the Lions did, you expect them to be using them quite a bit because we all know how volatile the uh, position of running back has been lately. So when they're not getting all the snaps and not playing, it is a head scratcher. Um, but Dave Montgomery is a solid running back and could start for probably most other teams in the league. So it is one of those weird I, scenarios where I, it just took an injury. I just feel like they've made themselves so they've given themselves so much depth. I mean, mm-hmm. the one thing they maybe didn't have was that other outside receiver, which they just traded for with Donovan Peoples Jones. But like, look what's happening in Indianapolis with Zach Moss and Jonathan sure. Taylor. You just can't shut down that run. Like they put up like 183 yards between them mm-hmm. on the Titans. Who yeah. were to that point, the stoutest run defense. Now they're no longer. If you look at the averages though, We'll talk about this when we get to the player props. Other than that game, they're still really tough. Um, So very, very interesting to me what's going to happen with the Lions. And I think they're only getting better. And to continue our point from last week, it feels like their coach like actually took the heart of a lion and put it in himself. Like I wouldn't put that past him. Like he actually got a heart of a lion. Campbell on that Monday night football countdown crying when just thinking about football. It's like they have they they have a great coach. They have a they they lucked into a, having a, an beautiful. awesome guy who is just like eats, sleeps, breathes football. Um, I, I'm not sure again how many of the personnel decisions he made with the drafting of Jameer Gibbs and this and that and the other. But I, I, I they're finally realizing how. Uh, much of a playmaker he could be. And they're like, all right, well, Jamison Williams is not up to the, the up to par with what we wanted. We're going to get another receiver to add some depth. So they're making smart moves. They are, you know, the one of the top two teams in the NFC right now. They're they should run away without the division. Um, they got to feel really good about it. So it, yeah, I mean, if, if you're a Lions fan, you got to feel great. And if you're a person that has the Gibbs or the Laporte or Amon Ross St. Brown in fantasy, you got to feel really good too. So everything is peachy right now in Detroit, which is not something I feel like I've said quite a lot in my life. Do you have any concerns about the Chiefs offense and the fact they didn't make a trade at the deadline? Because here was my thought. Hey, look, I I give them a total pass on Sunday. If your quarterback has food poisoning or a stomach bug Mm -hmm. or whatever, you got to give him a pass. Like you think, I mean, like, I can't believe he even started the game, to be honest. Again, I hate it when we don't have this information and we're making our picks early, but it is what it is. He was sick. Wait, can you imagine getting hit, going out there trying to make decisions when you like probably have a temperature and don't feel well? I mean, that that's like maybe worse than playing through a hurt ankle. Like a hurt ankle, you just oh, yeah. like grin and bear it. But I had this other thought. Perhaps we need to actually add Taylor Swift to the waiver wire. <laughs> and those that have Travis Kelsey need to handcuff Taylor Swift. And if you want to kind of like help take out your opponent, you grab Taylor Swift, you grab his handcuff, you play him or play her, or even just leave her on your bench just to threaten the other side. 
What do you think about it? I'm I'm with you. I mean, they need you, they need some swift magic after that game. And I don't want to poop. You know, you're you're right. I mean, he had his Mahomes had his flu game, and it's yeah. you know it is a weird thing for us to like criticize the Chiefs when it's like oh you got rid of Tyreek Hill, you're going to sink now. It's like nope, we're going to win a Super they Bowl. They won a Super Bowl without yep. Tyreek Hill, uh, and it's like oh you you have no other receivers, so you just have Travis Kelsey. He'll get double teamed and he'll be stopped. Nope, like best tight end in the game by far. Um, so again, take us to the grain of salt. I'm not trying to offend. We're not trying to offend Chiefs fans here or whatever, but it's it's a weird thing where they almost are arrogant or have this like hubris where it's like, no, we, we don't need to get receivers. We don't need to get uh, have a stable running back to kind of just do what they want on a week to week basis. But I thought coming to this deadline, like for them, it would have been a home run to get one of those. Like I know the Broncos probably wouldn't have traded in division, but there were some receivers available. Clearly, obviously, Peoples Jones was traded. There were guys available to, to and I know they brought back Miko Harmon, but like the the right, I thought maybe Rasheed Rice would have been the guy. That's not really working out. The Sky Moore thing isn't working out. Uh, Justin Ross got into trouble. Kadarius Tony, let's just give up on him because he's oh, useless. Oh, Tony. I still think Rasheed Rice is the guy. Or, he not probably like is. the guy like Terry Kill guy. Right. But I just but, thought they, they could use depth. It only makes things easier for not only Kelsey, but also for Mahomes. Uh, I mean, and we know that Andy Reid doesn't love to run. Uh, even since back when he was coaching the Eagles, like he was never a guy that was going to give the, the the running back 25 carries. He was a right. pass to the running back right. kind of guy. But so, yeah, that, that to me was a strange non-move at the deadline. But again, like it's hard to criticize this Chiefs team, which will end up being in the AFC title game again, hosting it. So who am I to criticize? But I thought they could have done something. I think it would have helped them uh, out big time. A hundred percent. I was kind of hoping that they would, but what can you do? Uh, you're right that a lot of the receivers that they might've targeted were within the division. You're talking Jerry, Judy, Cortland, mm-hmm. Sutton, maybe even Devonte Adams. They're all mm-hmm. right there in that division. And I think that's why it's so especially frustrating because you're looking like right across the aisle and you're like, all I have to do is go, Make the switch. <laughs> and I, I, we've got an unbeatable team here. And again, like I, I hate the, the, the criticism because it's probably unwarranted. But like we, we've been talking about it too a little bit here and there. Like, you know, Patrick Mahomes hasn't been the, the crazy Mahomes level that we've seen. And I'm like, I think a large part of that is because of the lack of receivers that he could trust. And yeah, he just isn't that guy to like to demand stuff from the organization. He doesn't have like that. Uh, like that Aaron Rodgers sort of quality where he's like, I want my guys, give me those guys. He's just like, yeah, well, I'll figure it out and do it, which is, you know, good on him, but it, it's why we're seeing him suffering. And again, I, I'm using suffering lightly, but they're going to be fine. Like they'll figure it out. If you have Kelsey, you're going to be thrilled. Um, I guess if you're somebody who's in a deeper league, who's starting Rasheed Rice, like you're going to be okay there too. And Mahomes is fine. But I, I think that team, weirdly enough, as good as they are, they clearly need receiver depth couple more pieces of news that might affect your fantasy lineups. Um, the Bills signed Leonard Fournette to their practice squad. I was kind of hoping like the Cowboys might do that because we were talking about how they could use a little help yeah. running back room, but it is what it is. Rico Dowdle, we've got our fingers crossed for you, buddy. Um, uh, you know, James Cook is doing a good job. I feel like this is more Latavius Murray response. I mean, I don't know, but there is a... Um, there's an outside chance that Leonard Fournette can become valuable for you. If you're in a deep league, you probably should make a claim if you're in running back trouble. Um, so Leonard Fournette with the bills. But again, as I said last week, the bills just have a way of ruining running back value somehow, even in great matchups. It's just like, what, what, what are you doing guys? It, it, is, it is just it Josh is. Allen taking it all. 
it is so funny. And especially because, again, James Cook is having like a top 10 rushing yard season right now. But I feel like I've never seen a player who's been so uh, effective that's had like least like the less amount of buzz around him. Like nobody yeah. seems to actually be like he's good. Like, no, he's, he's doing a great job. Um, and it, it also is funny, too, because like last week, obviously, we were saying which trades we want to see happen. I'm like, go get Derrick Henry, a bigger running back bruiser up in the snow in Buffalo. And they kind of get a guy similar to a Derrick Henry, a Leonard Fournette. So mm-hmm. um, you, we could I mean, it was the most obvious thing that we know the Bills want running back help. They want to you know, stabilize this offense and make it more balanced. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you have you're riding James Cook through the first eight weeks and then they go and bring in, you know, Fournette, we'll see what how, you know, much playoff Lenny's going to get in these games uh, upcoming. But um, I could, you know, I could definitely see a huge, uh, you know, chunk taken off because now you're going to add a third guy to the mix. And it's just, um, yeah, Buffalo is it's weird. It's where running backs go to die uh, stat wise, so to speak. So fantasy wise, uh, fantasy stat wise. Yes. But um, yeah. I just, uh, you know, it's it's I want I also would not be shocked if. Fournette like literally was brought in for like those January games into the like the playoffs. So maybe maybe we'll get playoff winning. Exactly. So maybe we'll get lucky. Maybe they'll they will. All right, Cook, we'll use you for the next couple of weeks while it's warm out. And then when the snow drops, it's going to be Lenny time. We shall see. Deep leagues. Uh, Kendrick Bourne tears his ACL. This one hurts me really badly. I picked him up in a lot of leagues and I was so happy, including my high stakes league. Totally bummed. We talked briefly about DeMario Douglas last week, and he was available in like 100% of leagues. I think he's going to be gone after this week. Mm -hmm. So hopefully you guys jumped on that early. You had the room too. If you didn't, now you have to spend more, but go for it. I also wonder if Hunter Henry is going to get a little bit more attention and becomes a little bit more usable. But let me tell you, freshman tight ends going well. Dalton Kincaid, great for us last Thursday. I think we, mm-hmm. I think we nailed all our player props again last week, didn't yes, we? Yes, I think so. Yes. Um, we're doing well. So Dalton Kincaid, Trey McBride is someone you want. Uh, Jake Ferguson has been very valuable, not a freshman, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We got you. Yeah. So there are options out there, guys. I know the waiver wire isn't super deep anymore because we're at that point in the season season when a lot of these guys have been picked up or already speculated on. So now we're kind of looking at the people that may have been dropped, one of whom may have been Jahan Dotson. So Jahan Dotson was dropped a couple weeks ago because people needed room during Bimageddon. And I think he's someone that you should probably go get. Curtis Samuel's still not healthy. And without Curtis Samuel, we saw Jahan Dotson look really good. And though we've been saying, you know, it's really hard to know what Sam Howell's going to do from week to week. The fact is they're leading the league in dropbacks because they're constantly trailing. Mm-hmm. And finally, Jahan Dotson had that game we expected him to have on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, Sam Howell, I think with the injury to to uh, Kirk Cousins, he will end up leading the NFL in passing attempts this year. So I know that Dodson kind of has like that thing that like moniker. It's like when you play him, he gets like three points. And then when you bench him, he gets like 25. Yeah. And I, I understand the that. Game but Davis effect. Exactly. Yes, exactly. It's perfect. Uh, but uh, it, it, I think you, if you trust the numbers, you trust how many passing attempts they're going to have. Um, I think you, I know that it's a weird move. Like they were like quasi tanking on defense. I mean, I mean, their defense is going to be significant. They weren't as good as we thought they were going to be, and they're going to be significantly worse now missing their two edge guys. So, I mean, like you said, uh, he's going to be dropping back so many times. Lee, Sam Howell does throw a really good deep ball, always has. So mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm with you on that. If you have those guys from the commanders, like – you just you're playing them. Uh, I get it. If in your gut you're like, oh, this doesn't feel good, but the numbers stay. You pretty much should play them. 
There you go. Okay, everybody, we'll be right back after this quick break. All right, let's let's head over to Thursday Night Football. And by the way, everybody, I apologize that I did not put out the weekly mailbag call this week. Um, I had some stuff and I was traveling and I just got back in before this. So I really apologize for no mailbag this week. We will be back with it next week. And if you have any questions, please feel free to shoot them over to our DMs. Uh, but let's hit this Thursday Night Football game. So we've got the Titans traveling to Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, a few hours ago, we didn't know who was going to be starting. We now know it is going to be Will Levis again. Mm -hmm. And Kenny Pickett says that he's playing. I think you can plan on Pickett playing. Yes. He told the press he's playing. Yes. And he's tough, as we said. As you mentioned, the Minka Fitzpatrick injury right now, Pittsburgh favored by just two and a half at home, mm. which kind of means the Titans are favored because you usually get about three points at home. Exactly. So neutral site would be heavy, not heavy, but it would be in the favor of the the, the Titans being the favorite here. It should be. Uh, when you look at this game, kind of how do you see it playing out? Well, you, you got to start with the quarterbacks on both sides, obviously. Uh, one, a rookie who, uh, you know, like I said earlier in the show, kind of um, a strange uh, entrance to the NFL. He was uh, supposed to go higher. It goes a little bit later. It, you know, reports out of the training camp wasn't great. Okay, kind of forget about that. Move on to Tannehill. Then he comes out of nowhere. Four touchdown passes, kind of rejuvenates um, New Hopkins. Everyone feels great about him. The running game opens up because of the passing attack. So there's a little bit of juice going on right now in, uh, in Tennessee and Nashville. So I am going to ride the Titans. Uh, I am going to ride with Will Levis in one of my leagues. I have to start him because of uh, buys and injuries. So I like the Titans getting the points here. And, you know, I, I mentioned, you know, the quarterbacks. And the thing with, like, uh, Kenny Pickett is he hasn't been as great as people wanted, but I think the ceiling is pretty a little bit higher than if they had to start Mitch Trubisky, but I do feel like Mitch yeah. Trubisky may have the higher floor in a sense. Um, the injury to Minka Fitzpatrick really stinks because the, the, the Steelers win because they have one of the best safeties in the game and they have TJ Watt, one of the best edge rushers in the game. And I think when you're losing 50% of that, that those guys on defense, that's going to hurt and also make things a little bit easier for Levis. And, you know, so looking at the Steelers defense who we normally associate them with being great, they have given up uh 10th most rushing yards. I think obviously Derek Henry is going to get a lot of player props on him, but I thought another easy one just because of a change of pace. And I still feel like, you know, Vrabel isn't going to go out and give the ball to Will Levis and say, throw this ball 35 times. Like, I just don't see that happening. I do see them have a steady running attack. So I thought Tajay Spears over 20 and a half rushing yards minus 121 was pretty low for him just because he's done this like four or five times a season already. And I, I know that the prop for Henry was in the upper seventies, which I still think he can clear for sure. He's having, he's looked great as of late, but I think if you want a, a low number that, that somebody should clear, he could clear this in the first half. I feel pretty good about that one. So that's the player problem. Give out. So Titans and uh, you know, with the points and then Tajay Spears uh, over uh, his, his rushing yard total, which is uh, currently at 20 and a half. I like that. I am actually going to take that Derrick Henry over prop though. Um, it's at 76 and a half. It was at 72 and a half last night. So I'm a both, little bit bummed. Um, but anyway, I think the King is still the King. They yep. didn't move him. He had 101 rushing yards with Levis under center. I think it opens things up more for him, but mostly as you mentioned, this matchup is juicy. They've allowed 118 yards per game to opposing running backs this season, the Steelers. So I think that he's in a good spot. Henry has not lost any efficiency from last year. He's just sharing a few more snaps with Ty J Spears. But look, 
they didn't trade him. They are paying him a lot of money. There's no reason for them not to just run him out at this point. Like they're not trying to keep tread off the tire so they can try to make a deal and get someone to take over his contract. Like let's go King Henry. They need to start winning games. So I think it will be, they will get this run game heavily involved, but Will Levis still new to the offense. Mm -hmm. So I like that. On the other side of this, we have the opposite story for the Pittsburgh rushing game, right? It has been a real struggle. They have struggled. Like, um, let's see, Najee Harris is averaging 3.7 yards per attempt. Warren's averaging 3.9. So at the beginning, we're like, oh, Warren's such a better runner. Well, he, he, uh, he looks like he is, but... In general, this running game is just not getting going. Mm-hmm. It's not great for the Steelers. And the Titans, if you look it up on paper, they've allowed 83 rushing yards per game or something like that. So it looks like, okay, Najee should be able to get over 45 and a half. But really, 183 of those yards went just to Colts running backs. So if you remove that game, that one bad game, we all have them. It's more like 65 yards per game. And and Najee just doesn't look like he has it. I hate to say it. He's he's exceeded this prop. Uh, I'm sorry. He has um, not exceeded this prop. He's mm-hmm. only gone over it a couple times this season. But here's the prop I do like for Najee, and it's over eight and a half receiving yards. Yeah, I think I love that. I love the props. Uh, any low number like that that you could get in like one catch, one run. I think it's banged up. One catch, it could be just one check down. And he's done this in two of the last three. We know he's a good receiver. Maybe they figured out, look, he's going to be on the field, right? Even though he's not efficient, they're still putting him out there. So I like that. It's an easy one over eight and a half receiving yards. And then finally, I'm going to tell you that I am going to buy in on DeGander Hopkins. I kind of already mentioned why earlier in the podcast, but besides the fact that it looked like Will Levis really had eyes for Hopkins, which is awesome Mm -hmm. and how it should be. He's done this now in two of the last three. We know he's a stud receiver. And if we believe that Derrick Henry is going to be a threat in the run game, it opens things up. This is a really low number. 51 and a half for DeAndre Hopkins is ridiculous. He's actually done this in like four or seven games too. That's it's such a great bet. And it's, it is really funny how you look at these two teams and the, the one team that the quarterback starts throwing the ball, uh, you know, lighting the Falcons up four touchdowns, throwing downfield, you know, new Hopkins is a third again, running game was easier reverse the, on the other side here. You have the, the Steelers who, you know, have not really got a consistent passing game this entire season. And then what are we talking about? The running game is suffering. The first you know, running back they took Najee Harris is not really effective whatsoever. And it just, it just goes to show that, you know, you could have a good offensive line. You could have a good running back. And I think, you know, that's the case for the Steelers, but when your quarterback isn't pushing the ball, it's really tough to get a go. And obviously there are some teams that have kind of break that rule. Um, you know, the giants come to mind last week when you don't have a quarterback in there, but unless you have like an elite running back, it's really tough to have a, like a, substantial ground game uh, if your passing game is suffering so it's really funny how these two teams are kind of the opposite ends of the spectrum um, going into this game right here so uh, I I love those props they're opposite and I feel like the two things we do know are the run games we Mm -hmm. know the run defenses really well and we know the runners very well the quarterbacks are a little bit of a question mark but what we do know is that they're question marks and the opposing team will plan on them being question marks so they can count on that run game and how to target it so that, that's where I'm going with Thursday night. Cause I was looking, I was like, Oh, this is going to be boring. Game time was only at 36 and a half. Really low. Oh, yeah. really, really yeah. low. 
Okay, running back time. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we can get some I, Derrick Henry touchdowns. Wait, I, I, I this knows. game should be the battle of the running games. But what's so funny is like we're just talking. The theme of this episode is injuries to quarterbacks, quarterback trades, trying to find a quarterback in this bio week, and then the guys we expect to be great aren't haven't been as good. If Will Levis, you know, rookie quarterback, probably not rostered in a lot of leagues in a prime time game versus versus the Pittsburgh Steelers, like has another great game like he just did. I mean, he already generated a ton of buzz. Like they're wearing those very nice looking uh, Houston Oilers throwbacks. If they if he has another big game mm. versus the Steelers, I just feel like this is going to be like everyone's going to rush to the, the waiver wire or or trade for him. Like it'll it'll be cr- like a lot of stuff is like hinging on his performance here. So I feel like this is a really crucial game for for Will Evis in the fantasy community for the quarterback position. We're not going to talk about the Houston Oilers throwbacks. They were cool. Well, they shouldn't be allowed to wear them because but, of the switch. But I think the uniform should they be allowed? Yeah. I don't know. I guess my connection to Houston gets that gets me a little far. It is. It is really weird. Yeah, they're in Nashville now. I know, I'm with you. I'm, I mean, if anything, the Texans should own the rights to those. But then the the logo, it's like. But I I think those uniforms are phenomenal. They are. Yeah. It's such a waste that they're whatever, whatever. It is what it is. Um. Awesome, guys. It's been another quick episode already of Waiver Wired. As I said, we will be around for your questions. You can send us DMs. And in the meantime, go out, win those fantasy matchups. More importantly, be sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. And uh, you just subscribe to all our podcasts, including hitting the subscribe button right now to this feed. That really helps us out. We hope you've been enjoying the content. And we hope you've been, you have been winning your matchups. By the way, how how are your records, Eddie? I haven't done a record check. Oh, this is the funniest thing. So uh, for those who keep track, you know, we put out our graphic, whatever, and also you can see my picks on the minus three pregame show. So uh, you win six, eight, and one. I went nine, five, and one. But the overall records, everyone in like on our staff outside of Mark, Toby, Hench, and Dave are all 52 and 59 and three on the season. So basically more, more than half of the staff has the same exact record and like me, you, Martin, Brett. And it's like not Sarah, a good one. Which nuts. teaches you two things. Do not ever bet on every game. Only bet on the ones that you're sure about. Right. Basically just you, follow our TNF uh, player props go, and picks. Yeah, follow We give you our player yeah. props. We're like, these are going because I mean, like I made it to number one in the country on Sharp Rank a couple weeks ago. Like my betting records have been awesome. But I cannot pick every single game. I only play the ones I'm sure about. And I play the ones with the right payout. So be very smart about how you bet. I know this is a fantasy podcast, but let's face it, you're all out there betting too or looking to get into it. So that's our piece of advice. Bet the ones you feel confident about. Yes. And probably follow Mark's picks. (laughs) I mean, Mark had his worst week and he still won 500. Like it's, yeah, he's, he's been great. He's been awesome. He's been awesome. Follow our player props. Follow Mark's game picks. There you go. There's your solution. Yeah. Guys, it's been an awesome episode again. We will see you again next Tuesday. In the meantime, enjoy the football.